Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Amen. Well, today I want to preach on faith. I want to preach on living by faith. Let's all say that together. Say it again. Now listen. It's very important to understand that Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a faith walk. In the Bible, the word Christians or Christian is used about twice. One, Bible says that in Acts chapter 11, they were first called Christians at Antioch. Then in Acts chapter, I think 24, 26, Agrippa said, you, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. That's all. These two times mainly, uh, maybe that's one more, but I think it's twice, where Christians were called Christians. The first time in Acts chapter 11, when they were called Christians, they were called Christians by unbelievers. And it was to spite them. It was derogatory to to, to disdain them. The Christians, the Christians, the, the Christos people. The Christos people, every time Christ, Christos people. So they were not saying it positively. They were calling them Christians to despise them. Oh, those Christ, 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 Christ people, Christians. God has never referred to us as Christians. The scripture always referred to us as believers. Believers. Jesus says that those who believe baptize them. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and he said, These signs will follow those who believe. It's not those who become Christians, those who believe. So Christianity really is believism, is <coughs> believing, is faith. That's why they call it the faith. They've added other religions and branded out faith people, people of faith. No, it's really Christianity that is called, was called the faith in the scriptures. Bible says that in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, 47, and priests, many priests became obedient to the faith. The faith, which is different from faith. The faith as a now. They became obedient to the Acts chapter two, sorry, chapter six, I think. Acts chapter six, verse seven. It says that and a multitude of disciples greatly, and a, a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Christianity is called the faith. He said, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Jude verse twenty, the faith. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, it talks about who have obtained the like precious faith with us. We have faith. We have obtained faith. Bible says that which some having followed have made shipwreck of their faith. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. They have made shipwreck of their faith, of of, of the, uh, concerning their faith, concerning faith, the faith have made shipwreck. So Christianity has always, so long as God is concerned, Christians are the believers. Christians are the believers. Bible says that, and all those who believe, they were together. Those who believe. Those who believe in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believes changes your status from the right highway of perishing to becoming um, uh, saved. So Christian is someone who has been saved. Bible says that and as many as were, were being saved were added to the church daily. So being saved means that you have become a Christian or you have become a child of God. So it says that um, the, the, the praising God and having favor with the people and the Lord added to the church. Who are the people who become part of the church so long as God's design is concerned? Those who are, were being saved. So you are not in the church or you are not part of the church of God. You can be a member in the church, but it doesn't mean you are part of the church of God. Most of us, who were raised in church-going families were part of a, a church. Yes, sir. I was a mass ever, serving in the Catholic church, a mass ever, going to church morning, evening, every day, seven days a week, morning, evening, and I love it. My parents were not saying, you have to go. I will go myself. I was part of the church, but I wasn't part of God's church. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Bible says that people who were being saved were added to the church. God asked them to the church. So when you get saved, said you are in the church. You get saved, you are in the church. You get saved, you are in the church. You are not saved, you are not in the church. You are not saved, you are not in the church. You get saved, you are in the church. You are not saved, you are not in the church. You get saved. That's how God added. So you only see people who are saved. When God looks from heaven and looking at the church, he only sees those who are saved as part of the church. How do you get saved? By believing, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's how you get saved. That's how you get saved. He said, he said, what, what must I do to be saved? Acts chapter 16, verse 30. What must I do to be saved? There's only one way to be saved. There's only one way to be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what? Oh, I can't hear you. And what? How do you get saved? Believing. So, you watch this. There's never a time you can have a human being who is walking on the streets without blood in his body. Is that possible? No, it's not possible. It's not possible. You, have, you need blood to be living. And you must be breathing. Some oxygen must be going into your lungs one way or the other for you to be alive. So, in the same way, there's no way you can find anyone who is a Christian who doesn't believe. So, people who say, I'm not even sure whether I believe or not, you are just not a Christian. That's, that's what it is. Not, you, you, yeah, yeah, I know you, 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 oh, I like the church, I like that. But you, you are not a Christian. If you die, you are going straight to hell. You, you are just not a Christian. And what are you supposed to believe? What, the believing that makes you a Christian is believing that Jesus is the son of God. Ah, so, so Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say I am? Who do men say I am? Peter said, you are the Christ. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You cannot use, you cannot use pure academic research to discover this. It must be revealed by the spirit of God. So what saves you? The believing that saves you is not, I believe there is God, you will still go to hell. Okay. Why? But I believe there is God, so what? Others also believe there is God. I mean, <laughs> according to scripture, actually, that's a good one. According to scripture, James chapter 2. In James chapter 2, the Bible says that uh, uh, you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even demons believe. <laughs> and they, they take it further. They shake. <laughs> you are standing walking cool and say, I believe and so on. Demons are even shaking. So their own is deeper than your own. <laughs> so telling me I believe God exists doesn't mean squat. It's good, but it's not good enough to save you. 
How do you get saved? How do you get saved? No, but it's not every belief that saves you. It's not every belief that saves you. In John chapter, let's go to verse, John, John 20, verse 30. John 20, 30. Yeah. It says that Jesus did many signs. Not in secret. Not in a cave. I'm tired of this private, personal, secret life that is commanding all, all of us to follow Follow your private experience. Why should we follow your private experience? It, it's not, it cannot be verified. It cannot be verified. Because you have private experience. No one can verify it. And yet all of us should follow him. And you are the only one. The Bible was written by about um, 40 others. 40. Not only one man. Not only one man. So that if one man was wrong, the others would say you are wrong. About 40 others. And some of them have different backgrounds. Different, different. They, 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 some of them have even never lived anywhere like 100 years apart. So can you imagine? You are, you are writing something. You are writing, uh, send, writing a message. Documenting a message. And 100 years later, someone is also documenting document a message. And it, it, there's no contradiction. So, several people, not only one person, whose, whose claims could not be challenged. That's why the Bible doesn't, you don't care if you challenge the Bible, you tear it, you say, oh, the Bible is wrong. The reason why you have this is so you can believe. Not so that you can know there is history. This is not a history book. This is a believing book. Oh, did you hear that? It's a believing book. It's a book for believing, not a book for history. It would have covered a lot more events wow. for historical purposes. But we don't need it. I don't need it. So you go and bring a book. It says that, oh, there are other things, you know, in those days. Yeah, there will be other things. There will be other historical records or historic records. But they don't contradict. The history of this book is authentic. So any other history you find, you realize that whatever they are saying, it can fit into this. However, I don't need that to help my faith. Everything I need for my believing is here. So he says that, but these are written that ye may believe that see, this is what determines who is saved. Unless you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, you will never have life. So the means to be saved is that you believe that Jesus is the Christ. If they tell you he's in some book, ask them that Jesus in that book, is he the Christ? I know the next question they'll ask you, but what is a Christ? See, you haven't come and tell you, you don't even know. Jesus told his disciples, who do men say I am? Matthew chapter 16. He says, some said you are prophets. Like, is that not how those books are saying that Jesus is a prophet? He, said, he says that some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, and, or, or one of the prophets. That's, they were, this was happening many years when Jesus was alive. People were even thinking he's a prophet. He's one of, one, one of the prophets. So, others say you're a prophet. Then he said, okay, this is what others say, but you, you, you. Who do you say I am? It is on that platform we can determine whether you are a Christian or not. Not what your mother says. Not what your pastor says. Not what your friends are saying. Not what your sister is saying. Not what the community is saying. You! So the community can say Jesus is the, the son of God. They can say Jesus is the king of kings. But you, is, there, is it so in your particular case? Until that is what you believe, you are not saved. That's what determines who a Christian is and who a Christian is not. Not sitting in church. So being in church doesn't guarantee you are saved. Being in Christ is what guarantees you are saved. There was a man on the cross. He was a criminal. Luke chapter 
23. I mean now. He said to Jesus, please, remember me when you come to your kingdom. Jesus said, surely I say to you, today, not tomorrow, today. You are a criminal. You haven't had the chance to go back to the, from the cross to go and do reparations, to go and apologize, to go and restore people's money you stole, to go and do all that. You haven't had chance to do that. You are dying as a criminal. But guess what? Because you met me on the cross, your death, in your dying, I save you because you believed in me. That's, that's, that's what I mean. That's, 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 listen, any other thing is not Christianity. That's where the starting point of Christianity so just in case you have not asked for forgiveness of sins, repentance and for forgiveness of sins, but you've been coming to church, you are still not a Christian. Or you are still not a believer. Because, oh, but I believe God exists. Please, that's not, a, that's not an issue. Because he said you have to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. By believing, you will have life. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is what the many churches are doing and vandalizing the true gospel. Vandalizing the true gospel in our society and our community in our, in our times. That many people think they are Christians when they are far away from being Christians. Many people are saying that. So you meet people who said, I used to be a Christian. And meanwhile, he's saying that because you used to go to church with their, their parents when they are children. You are not, you are never a Christian. Let me tell you, you are never a Christian. You are just filling forms as Christian, but you were never, God never, Bible says that, for God knows those who are his. <laughs> you are not one of those people. I'm talking about 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. He says that the foundation, the, 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 the foundation, the, never, the, the foundation of God stands firm. Having this seal, God knows those who are his. How are you one of them? By believing that Jesus is the son of God, he died for your sins, repenting for your sins and letting him live in your life. That is what makes you a Christian. So how are you saved? He said, by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves. Let anyone should boast that I've done this. I've done this. I'm a good girl. I'm a good boy. I've never, I don't have a body counts. It's important to understand that Christianity starts with your faith in Jesus as the son of God. That's where it starts. And the true gospel is Jesus Christ is the son of God, the yes. Christ. He's died for our sins yes. that we will be forgiven. That's all. Oh, you believe? Is, that, is this so simple? Yes. Why is it so simple? Yeah, it's simple, but it's not simplistic. It's simple. So that a child can be saved. So that a professor can be saved. An illiterate can be saved. It's not complicated. Just believe in Jesus that he's the son of God who died for our sins. And you are saved. Oh, but I don't think I can believe it. Well, go to hell. That's the truth. Go to hell. When you start burning hell, you'll be asking us to send you water. You won't do it. <laughs> so now, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says that, for by grace are you saved. Through faith. And actually, that is not of yourself. You see, that's how we got to it. Let's go. Oh, some of you are not reading it. Please, let's do it better. Let's go. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Do you see that? It's that God is just has favored you and given you that gift of salvation. So he said, by grace are you saved through faith. So grace saves you, but faith is what you bring to the table. Faith is another way to say, I believe. Faith is believe with feet. Believing that has got feet. Believing in action. That's faith. What's faith? What's faith? Believe in action. Belief in action. So when belief gets action, that's faith. That's why you, can, you cannot say you are saved and it doesn't show. Because the faith that saves you will have an action corresponding, backing, commensurate action. Am I clear on that? So then, everybody who is a believer has a measure of faith according to Romans chapter 12, 
verse 3. Everybody who is a believer has a measure of faith. Did you see that? And that's a gift. God has dealt with every one of us a measure of faith. A measure of faith. Now is your job to build your faith. Grow your faith because the just shall live by faith. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, he says the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. Now, when we talk about the just, someone who has been accepted by God and justified to operate with God, stand before God, that's the just. And he said, for you to be the just, you just live by faith. Not by works, but by faith. The, the, in, in, in the Reformation days, it's called sola fide, just faith alone. Sola fide. Sola fide, faith alone. Not the other good things you have done that will save you. Faith alone is enough. That is good news for everybody. Some of you are actually bad. Or let me use the word, we're bad guys. Bad boys, bad girls. Yeah. yeah. You're a bad boy, you're a bad girl. But the good news is good for everyone. So you, let's say you are a very, just illustration, you are a very bad girl. And you are not so bad girl. And both of you come to Jesus and you are both accepted at the same level. You don't go to a better heaven and go to a sub heaven. No, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A violent offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. That's, what, that's the good news. That's why it's called good news. It's only the church that has got good news. Some of you, you are sitting here like, may this pastor not see what I've been doing. And this one. It's not necessary. That's why God doesn't even show us. Because God is not interested in your past. He's interested in your future. It doesn't matter what you have done. God can be bothered. Wow. God can, your accusers are saying, but this person has done, God said, get over it, get over it, I can't be bothered. I can't hear you. He said, girl, you have faith, let's go. Boy, do you have faith? Do you believe in me? So then, if the just shall live by faith, when you are a Christian, you have a measure of faith, and now you have to walk by faith. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, he said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Let's all say that together. For we walk by faith. Come on, are you tired? No, no, I think you could say it louder. You are not saying it for me. You are just repeating the word of God in your mouth. Load your mouth with God's word and release it like a bullet. Let's go. We walk by faith and not by sight. So, who are the we? The believers. Yes. Not all people, but the believers. So that means that in your Christian life, you are supposed to walk by faith and not by the way you feel, mm. not by your sensory perception, your five senses, your smell, your taste, your sight, your hearing, your feeling, your feeling, touch, feeling. Five senses. If you judge your future based on that, you'll be grossly mistaken because now you are a believer. And a believer is supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. What does it mean to walk by faith? You take what God has said and you choose that this is how I will live by. Wow. I just, that's, I live by what God has said. But some people say, well, this book was written in 2000. That's the, you sound like a devil. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's the devil's ploy. That's the devil. The devil always comes to dismiss the Bible. The devil, oh, that's number one. Because if he can get the Bible out of your hands, he will get the, his mess into your life. Wow. When the devil came to tempt Jesus, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said, the devil said, turn uh, a stone into bread. Jesus said, Jesus, verse 4, Jesus said, it is written. Oh, he's talking about, it's written. He's quoting the scripture. Yeah. Then he comes back again, and Jesus quotes again. 
And this is the verse 6 or verse 8. Verse 6, Jesus quotes again. He said, if you are the son of man, throw down. Then the devil also quotes. So the fact that someone is quoting the Bible doesn't mean they are speaking for God. Because they can quote it wrongly and quote it, misquote it to suit what they want. So the devil also comes and quotes. He shall give his angels charge. It's true, it's in Psalm 91. He quotes from Psalm 91. Those who, oh, I read my Psalms, I read myself, please. Yeah. Quote the devil, <laughs> quoted from Psalm 91. He says, please, let's go back. He said, he will give his angels charge over you. And they will keep you in their hands. Let's, if that's your foot. Then look at Jesus, verse 7. Jesus said to him, it is written again. It is written again. Then the devil takes him to a high mountain. And then show him that, that bow to me. And then the, Jesus called the third time, it is written. Look at the verse, verse 10. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written. When Satan meets you, what is written do you have to be able to stand him? And look at the verse 11. May that become your testimony. Look at verse 11. The first sentence, then what will happen? Ha, so Satan can leave people alone. Ah! What? The devil left somebody alone. May he leave you alone. May the devil leave you alone. May the devil leave you alone. Shout in Jesus' name, amen. So sit down. If you want the devil to leave you alone, you have to use the same means. What was the means? Jesus said the word. He said the word. He loaded. He didn't now say the devil comes and Jesus said, can I get the Bible? No, 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 no. The word was already loaded in his head. It was loaded in his system. So when the devil showed up, he fired from within him. <laughs> in Psalm, 9, Psalm 119 verse 11, he said, your word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. There is a storeroom for the word of God inside you and it's in your heart. The storeroom of God's word is it. So the more you are listening to preaching and reading your Bible, you are storing it. You are storing it. You are storing it. When the devil shows up, you fire from there. The devil says, ah! And then the devil can leave you alone. But until then, he said, you are my friend. Until then, he said, you are my territory. Until then, he said, I'm not going anywhere. For we are, I day here now. We understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why when we come to church, a chunk of our church life shouldn't be watching people dancing or people drama. All those things we can do without. They are nice, but really they are not essential. Even praise and worship is not as essential as the word. Anytime Satan is reigning, it's an indication the word of God is being ruined or is the word of God is absent. So when Satan wants to attack you, the first thing he will do is to attack your ammunition. You know, when you, are, when you watch a movie and you, somebody's fighting someone with a gun, what do they do? They try and get the gun out of their hands. The word of God in your life is like your gun, bazooka. Yeah, automatic rifle. AK-45, you have it in your hand. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have it in your hands, Satan can't temper with you. Or if he messes up, you fire. There's only one thing Satan cannot stand the word of God. So, if he wants to attack you, when he comes into your life, the first thing is not your money, the first thing is not your friends. When his Satan is after you, he's coming first of all, not for your marriage, not for your job, not for your health. Because if he can get you, your health will follow. So when he comes to your life, the first thing he attacks is the word of God you have. In Luke chapter 3, verse 21, Jesus was being baptized. The Bible says heaven was open. And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. What did the voice say? I can't hear you. What did the voice say? 
You are what? Look at the next chapter, verse 3. When the devil showed up, the first thing he targeted is what he just said. He said to him, if you are the son of God, but he just heard it from heaven that you are the son of God. When the devil wants to ruin you, he will target the word of God in your life first. So don't be surprised when they come and say, the Bible is contradicting itself. It's not the word of God. It's a Satan style. He's been using it. He used it to against Eve in the garden. Yeah. When he has showed up in Matthew, Genesis chapter 3, when he showed up, he said, has God really said? Yeah. Uh. He didn't say, your hair. He didn't say, your, your health. No. He wasn't interested in none of that. He was interested in the word of God. Satan can pay you anything as long as you, he can make sure he gets the word of God out of your life. He will give you a better job. He will give you liking, likes on social media. He will make you an influencer. He will make you a millionaire. He can make you anything as long as he can take the word from your life. Because as long as the word is not in your, in your life, Satan has you. You are a puppet of Satan. You are a piece of cake. So he comes to Eve. And the first statement was, Watch this, watch this. The first ever recorded comment, statement of the devil in the universe was, has God said? Now the serpent was more cunning than the beast of the field world that God has made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? That's the word of God. The first thing is to attack the word of God. Attack the word of God. His first language. His first statement is like when a child is growing up and said, Nana, Nana, Satan, his first language has, has God's word said. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a baby Satan is born, <laughs> the first language is, is the Bible really the word of God? So when you meet someone out there and he says that, is this, you are, this is a babysitter. That's a babysitter. Don't tell them they are because they might find it very offensive. But you must know in your heart that this one is a babysitter. <laughs> because Satan will always come first at the word of God. Don't listen to a preacher who doesn't quote from the scriptures. He's a very dangerous person. Never listen. doesn't matter how nice the things he's saying are, how true it is like, how, ooh, how this guy say amazing things. Don't listen to them. If they are not, they are, they are not speaking on the behalf of God, if the Bible is closed. It's a very dangerous person. Doesn't matter the priest's garments he is wearing and the title he has, it can be Archbishop Emeritus, uh, whatever. <laughs> it, it, listen, it does not matter. Your titles doesn't ma don't matter. It's the word of God. What makes me a man of God is the word of God I speak. Yes. That's what makes a person a man of God. I don't have authority in your life. I don't. Don't allow me to have authority in your life. It's not necessary. I don't have authority in your life. It's the word of God that I apply in your life that has the authority. The day I stop speaking the word of God, cut me out. That's not, that's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. He says that let the elders be counted worthy of the bull honor. First yeah. Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. That is what makes them bona fide man of God. Yeah. He says that, is, not, is there not a man of God here who we can inquire of the Lord? Second, second Kings chapter 3, from verse 10, 11, 12. Is there not a man of God? He says that, there's Elijah who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. He said, let's go to him. The word of God is in his mouth. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's Elijah who used to pour water on the... Look at the next verse, verse 12. Joseph said, the word of the Lord is with him. That's what makes him a man of God. Well, the word of God is with him. You shouldn't be coming to Caris or KP2 because we are dancing, we have screens, because we have fun. It's, we, we have fun, actually, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
lot of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's not why you should be coming here. You should be coming because you are coming for the word of God. You are coming for the word of God. When Satan sees you going for the word of God, he says, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't go for the word. Oh, no. And then when you are coming, he's going back. He's coming, going back. So you use your friends to tell you that. Don't use the word of God. And then when your friends begin to downplay the word of God in your life, then Satan says, yeah. Yeah, he's not paying. Then he will knock you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. In, in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, says the just shall live by faith. In, J, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, it says the just shall live by faith. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, it says the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For, for faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Let me tell you what faith can do for you. Number one, this morning I was explaining it. That faith, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, that whoever, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, what? Even our faith. If you have faith, you are an overcomer. In Ephesians chapter 6, he said, therefore, taking, above all this, taking the shield of faith, uh, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the, Satan has got darts, fiery, he's throwing against you. But don't think that you, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. What you need is a shield. When he throws it, and it's, and it's the faith. Faith is the shield. When he throws against you, and you are going forward, he's trained, but you are still going. Whilst others, they don't have a shield. Ow! Ow! Help me! Ow! Your faith is your shield. Satan is a very cruel devil. But your faith is your shield. Sometimes you want God to smile on you. Not sometimes. You can never make God smile on you without faith. Bible says that without faith, it is not possible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, 38, it says that for the just shall live by faith. But just shall live by faith. If anyone draws back, my soul will not have pleasure in him. But God is not pleased with you because you are running out of faith. So God used to smile on him suddenly. Because without faith, you can't please God. When you begin to build your faith, then God begins to smile. You can please God. You can do the things God wants. You can, God will look at you with a smile because faith. If you want God to smile on you, you better walk by faith. You are only saved by faith. That's why we are believers. Faith is what saves you. So, faith has so much for you. So much. It's not like just... Uh, faith is not an idea. It's not an idea. Faith, Bible, Bible doesn't want us to, to be ignorant about faith. So, Bible actually defines faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. says, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. What? So, if I'm living by faith, that means I'm living with substance that I have not yet seen. And I, I'm handling it, I'm living, so okay, a typical example, it's like, um, God said I'm going to be a great preacher. Uh, I, I haven't become yet, but I, that's what I heard from God. And so now I live my life like I'm a great preacher. I don't treat the girls like meat. I don't treat the boys like, you know, people who are qualified for it. I don't treat the boys like, you know, people who are qualified for a job. But I just treat them, <laughs> I just treat them like I'm a great preacher. So it's been my life by faith, based on what hasn't been materialized yet. But faith is the substance. The Greek word is hopostasis. Hopostasis is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. People can't see it, but I have the evidence. What's the evidence? It's my faith. What's the evidence that I'll have a good marriage? My faith. What's 
the evidence that what's the evidence that I will not die early? My faith. What's the evidence that I will do well in life? My faith. What's the evidence that my children will do well? My faith. What's the evidence that I'll be healthy in life? My faith. Faith if there is the evidence of things not seen. You don't have you don't have a boarding pass, but I have my uh, uh, booking reservation number. That is enough. The guy said, I've, I've done the transfer into your account. He said, but I've not seen the money. I've not checked my account because where I am, I, I can't check it now because I have to go behind my computer. But I said, I've done it. What's the evidence? He just showed you a screenshot of the transfer. That's, that's good enough. You, are, you don't have to see the money. Once you see the evidence, and faith is the evidence of things not seen. How can you live a life and enjoy God without faith? A Christian life without faith is fake. I want to challenge somebody. Start walking by faith. You are too much afraid. Your life is drenched in fear. Fear, 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 fear. Satan is using fear to terrorize your life. That's why we call them terrorists. But terrorism will make you tell people, oh, you're a nice person. Well, you know he's a thief. You're a nice person. You're a nice person. Yeah. And Bible said, fear has torment. Fear is like terrorism. It has torture. First John chapter 4. Fear has torment. Fear has torment. The reason why you can't walk by faith is because you are full of fear. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. Fear is a terrorist. It forces you into a behavior you are not ready to. So somebody, they were told, somebody was told, your daughter is dead. In Mark chapter 5, verse 35, somebody came from, some people came from Jairus' house and told, told, told Jairus that your daughter is dead. So don't worry. And then Jesus said to Darius, fear not, only believe. <laughs> fear not what? Only, only believe. believe. Fear not, only believe. Why? Because if you fear, you can't believe. Fear has torment. The just shall live by faith. If you want to see God at work, you better put your faith to work. If you want to see God at work, stop depending on people's prayers. Put your faith to work. Put your faith. Tell somebody, put your faith to work. Tell another person, put your faith to work. In conclusion, in running up, how do you live by faith? I want to give you two points, just two points. Two points, very important. You live by faith Number one, by, how do you know someone has faith? Someone is practicing faith. He's walking by faith. Listen to them. Listen to them. Faith has a lot to do with your confession. Oh, life is so bad. Ah, that's it. There you go. Your faith can never rise above your confession. Jesus said that if you have, verily I say unto you, Mark chapter 11, verse 23, verily I say unto you, if any, I say unto you, whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that the things you say will happen, he shall have whatever, he will have whatever he says. And then in, in Matthew, he said, I said to you, if you have faith like the master said, you shall say, in fact, in Luke chapter 17, yeah, Luke, Matthew 17, okay, let's take the Matthew one. Matthew 17 says that because of your, I say, very assuring I say unto you, if you have faith as a master seed, what will happen? If you have faith, what will happen? You say. I can't hear you. If you have faith, what will happen? You say. If you have faith, what happens? You say. If you have faith, what happens? You say. Why is it not you say you have faith? We can't hear it. Wow. 
faith shows up in our confession. You cannot be in faith and confess otherwise. The Bible says that the word of faith which we preach is in your mouth. Romans chapter 10, verse 7 and verse 8. What says this? The word is near you. <laughs> the word is near you. If the word is near thee, even in thy mouth, where? Even in their word, mouth, and in your heart. Some people are just saying it, but it's not in their heart. Wow. It's also not faith. Whatever you are saying, for it to be faith and potent, it must come from your heart. So, he says, the word is near you, even in your mouth. The Bible says in Psalms that this book of the law, sorry, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, shall not depart, not out of your head, out of your mouth. It shall not depart out of your, you have to keep speaking the word of God. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. Speak, that's faith at work. Faith as work, faith at work speaks God's word. Faith at work speaks God's word. Faith as, at work speaks God's word. Faith at work speaks God's word. Speak God's word. Don't start sort of saying, ah, this, this my, healing, my health situation is really getting bad. It's getting worse. And that's what you get. What you say, you see, even if you don't have faith, most of us, you are where you are because of what you have been saying. What you are saying is what will satisfy your life. Mm -hmm. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Do you know why your health is the way it is? It's because of what you've been saying. Wow. It's not what you are eating that matters much. Even though it's important, please. Cook and chicken and chips, please. Fast food, it will affect your health. But that doesn't affect your health as fast as what you are saying. Jesus said, it is not what goes into a man's mouth that pollutes his life, but what is coming out of your mouth. Ah, ah, Jesus said that. Yeah. In Matthew, I think, chapter 15. Or chapter 7, verse 15. Somewhere there. Chapter 15, yeah. Not what goes into your mouth that defiles a man. Hmm, that's interesting. What is coming out of your mouth is more poisonous than what is entering your mouth. So long as your life is concerned. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. So please, watch your language. Never be found saying some things. That's for me, I'm bad with masks. Why are you saying things like that? I'm bad at math. I'm bad with, with calculations. If you ask me eight times two, I will say 82. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Mark your language. Ma I know this exam I will fail. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You said it. You said it. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19. Uh, uh, sorry, verse 21. Let's go to the verse 21. Death and life. Where is it? <laughs> Death and life lies in the power of the... This I can't do this because of them. <laughs> Death and life lies in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Choose, create your own. Create your own future with what you are saying. Don't say, as for my family, nothing works for anybody. Well, you just said it. Jesus said, you shall have whatsoever you say. Ah, that's a serious one. You see the last statement there? He will have whatever he says, whether good or bad, you will have it. So now, if you want to live by faith, you have to watch your language. Because faith is immediate expression, is what you are saying. 
Not so much what you are believing. Because if you really believe it, it will come out of your mouth. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, he said, we also have the same spirit of faith. For it is written, according as it is written, I believe, therefore, I can't hear you. I believe, I believe, therefore, we also believe, therefore, what you believe must have an expression in your mouth. That's how to live by faith. So when you want to see someone who is living by faith, just keep quiet, let them talk. As they talk, you can tell this man is faith, has faith. This woman has faith. Somebody came to Jesus. He said, Jesus, my, my servant is lying at home, very sick. He's almost dying. Jesus said, okay, I'm coming to your house. The man, Matthew chapter 8, from verse 7 downwards. The man said to Jesus, no, 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 don't come to my house. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Only speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus marveled and said, I've not seen so, such faith. No, not in Israel. He, Jesus was surprised. Can you imagine? Jesus marveled and said to the followers, Assuredly, I say unto you, I have not found such great faith. Not in Israel. Where he said, he understands that when I speak, it happens. Then look at the verse 14. Then Jesus turns to the man, and Jesus said to, uh, um, no, no, let, verse, verse 13, I'm sorry. Verse 13. Then Jesus said to the, the man, the centurion, go your way. As you have believed, let it be done for you. So what he was saying was his expression of his faith, his belief. That's why he spoke the way he spoke. There's a man, blind man, blind Bartimaeus. He was screaming, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus said, come. And then when he called, Jesus said, your faith has made you. What is the faith? The way you were shouting, yeah. the way you were talking, the faith. Please, don't keep, don't keep your faith in the hands of a pastor. Because the just shall not live by the faith of their pastor. You didn't say the just shall live by the faith of their pastor, by the faith of their mother. I know your mother has faith, but you need your own faith. Has, not, has your mother not got heart? A heart? Has got heart. But do you use her heart to breathe? To pump blood? No. You need your own heart. Shabby? Yeah. So if you don't need somebody, how can you be driving on the motorway with somebody's headlamps? You need your own headlamps. So, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, the just shall live by his faith. Not somebody's faith. Your faith. His faith. Your own faith. Because to everyone is dealt with a measure of faith. Number two, and I end. So number one, your confession. If you want to live by faith, mind your language. Number two, take steps of faith. What is this swimming lessons you are taking by correspondence? <laughs> I, I'm trying to learn how to swim. How are you doing it? Well, I'm doing it online. <laughs> <laughs> or Zoom. <laughs> I'm on Zoom, learning how to swim. No, 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 you better get into the water. Did you understand that? You better get into the water. The only way you can live by faith is by stepping out in faith. Jesus saw somebody. Somebody actually saw Jesus walking on the sea in Matthew chapter 14. And they thought it was a ghost. Jesus said, don't worry, it's me. And then Peter said, Jesus, if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water. That's daring. Sometimes you forget this one. I, he added this. That's a serious one. The last three words. What are the words? One more time. He said, if it is you, then tell me to come to you. Where? On the water. That's daring. And what did Jesus say? And for the first time in the universe, a normal human being starts walking on water. Starts walking on water. Starts walking on water. What? If he had stayed in the boat, he would have never walked on the water. Hey, step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. You will not sink. The only way you can live by faith is by taking steps of faith. What kind of faith is this that you have which has not got corresponding action? Wow. 
is not faith, it's fake. The Bible says faith without works is dead. In other words, it's non-existent. Look at verse 17, verse 18 particularly. But someone will say, I have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith. How? By my works. Works there means my action. You didn't come to church because your, your faith is growing weak. That's why. You've stopped giving because of lack of faith. You stop serving because of lack of faith. It's not smartness. It's lack of faithness. Is someone learning something? If you have faith, it will show your steps. In Latin, it's called fide viva. Action faith. Viva means life. Okay? Faith is fide. So fide viva. Faith that has life. A faith that has life is the action faith. Faith that has action. It works. It works. It speaks. It runs. It moves. Give feet to your faith. Else it's non-existent. Verse 26 of James chapter 2. It says, faith without works is dead. It's non-existent. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? I was reading in Luke chapter 8. Yeah, I think 25. Luke 8, 25. They were in the storm. He said, we are drowning. <laughs> Jesus, they were not drowning here too. But really, really, Bible says that and they were in jeopardy because the boat was filling with water. There's nothing wrong with boat being in water, but there's a danger when the water is now in the boat. And there was a storm. And uh, the, he fell asleep and there was a storm. And they were filling with water and they were where? In jeopardy. Their lives was at stake. Were at stake. They were, there was a, a real threat. You see, don't think the threat is fake. The threat is real. The medical report you got is real. The doctors are not joking, it's real. That lamb in your breast, and they said you need to come for some checks because they are afraid it's cancer. They mean it. It's a real threat. It's not a hoax. It's a real threat. When your mother and your father said we are going to divorce, and your, your, father, your mother has sent a divorce letter, it's a real threat. It's real. The boat... Their boat was filling with water and they, they were in jeopardy. It's real. It was real. So when they were afraid, it had a legit, some legitimacy. Their fear was, 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 had basis. was a legitimate fear. If it was you, you'd be afraid. <laughs> but there was something they had but because of their fear. They had they had missed using it. So they went and shook Jesus. Jesus, master. He didn't say wake up. He said, master, don't you care that we perish? They, they already defined their state. Their state. They said we are perishing. But who told you you are perishing? How can you perish when Jesus is in your boat? How can you perish? How can the creature sink the creator? Master, Master, we are perishing. Master, we are, they came to him and, and I woke him. Master, we are perishing. We are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm. You should have believed that I'm here. Then after he did that, he just turned to them and looked at them. So where's your faith? Oh, so you could have just used faith and it would have been okay. Yes. Just know that this, this thing can sink us. Jesus turned to them and he said, where is your faith? Ask somebody, where is your faith? Do you know why I asked you that question? You are so fearful. You think you'll go to prison. Because the threat is real. Yeah. 
the fraud has now come up and the police are investigating. Mm -hmm. But now you are no more the kind of person you used to be. You are a man of faith. Ah. You are a man of faith. You are a woman of faith. Where is your faith? Why are you crying like someone who doesn't have hope? Why are you so worried? Why have you lost appetite? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? What makes you think you are going down? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? You better stop. Start talking the word of God. Start, start speaking by faith. It is well with me. I'm not going down. God will help me. And believe it. Believe it and speak it. And when you have to take a step, take a step. I've been looking for a job. I'm not getting. So, have you resigned? Go for that. Put another application. The same company, right? Go back there. <laughs> Take a step of faith. You don't get a job by sitting down worrying. I think I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. Nobody gets married in my life, my family. And so what? Are you called nobody? Are you called nobody? Of, excuse me, my language. Nonsense confession. <laughs> Sit down, let me finish this. I, I think I want to go back on confession and then I'll end. Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. Oh. So if you don't say something, you are not giving you a job to do. He works with your con- Ah. Is there? What are you confessing? He's the high priest of our confession. Step out in faith, okay? Girl, don't be afraid. Boy, don't be afraid. Don't be worried. Fear not, only believe. Can you imagine Jesus sees somebody in Matthew, sorry, John chapter 5, and the man who was healed because he was impotent for a long time. He couldn't move. Jesus comes to heal him in John chapter 5. Jesus sees him in verse, verse I think verse 15. Jesus finding him. Look at what Jesus told him. He says that, Sin no more, lest a worse thing comes to you. Huh? Sin no more. That means sin can open a door for worse things in your life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sin will just open a door for worse things to come to you. And you can never walk by faith sinfully. And you can never sin by faith. So use your faith to take a step that no, this boy's house, I'm not going there again. I'm not going to this girl's house again. It's polluting and tarnishing my garments, my spiritual life. I'm not going by faith and determine you won't go there again. Even if you've got some other clothes you've left there, by faith, I will leave the clothes. You have faith, take a step. The pastor said, someone is sick here. You are worried about your health because you're just running, running your stomach. You keep running for the past three months. You are worried about your health. And the pastor, God shows the pastor that somebody is here. He's sick. Come and let's pray for you. And because of people, you say, I'm shy. Step out in faith and go and carry on. When we make an altar call, step out in faith. That, show, that shows that you are fit wow. for what God wants to do. Wow. That shows that you are ready. Don't try and sit there and look good and, and stay out of faith. Stay in faith by taking steps of faith. The only way you can walk by faith is by actually walking in faith. Take steps by faith. Take steps of faith. It's like you are walking on a rope. Take steps of faith. By the time you realize you have made, you have made movement, you have made about 100 meters movement. Take steps of faith. That's the only way you can walk by faith. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You see, Satan has convinced you to think you are a failure. You are not a failure. You are only faithless. But you are not a failure. You are not a failure. I'm telling you, you are not a failure. 
I don't care how many exams you failed. You are not a failure. Amen. Do you know how many times I fell when I tried to walk when I was a child? Plenty times. I fell. Sometimes I fell backwards and I had this bump in my head like that. But look at today. I can run. I can jump on things. Falling doesn't make you a failure. Staying down when you fall is what makes you a failure. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Stay in faith. Take steps of faith. Don't stay where you are because your conditions are not good. Nothing will change until you are tired of it and you take a step. How do you walk by faith? Mind your language. Number two, step out in faith. That's how you can walk by faith. Did you receive something? God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Carriage Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.